Um, it wasn't just like oh, all of a sudden I had this mental breakdown and oh, there's the light. It was like months of fighting this mental breakdown and trying that's to act an like, important thing to note yeah. it's not something that you just <laughs> you wake up the next day and all no. right here i go hello and welcome back to begotten beauty episode three today's podcast i'm going to be actually interviewing travis kessner Travis has a lot of valuable information, and I'm excited for him to share it all with you guys about motivation. That's kind of like the general theme, just staying motivated and self, self-growth, self I think. would be pretty good. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Travis. Yeah, for sure. And thank you very much for having me over and having me be here. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, that self-growth category is... Uh, 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 something that a lot of people um, tend to forget or mm. not know how to take care of themselves. And that's something that's kind of opened my eyes up as of recently, that it's it's very important to kind of keep moving forward and carrying yourself forward and, and being okay with fail, failure and, and learning from your mistakes and that type of thing. So, because I'm definitely, I guarantee you the same as, most everyone else, and and I think I've uh, uh, had some hard times in my life that couldn't understand or thought I wasn't ever good enough, and I think uh, um, we tend to beat ourselves up a lot. So that so lately, yeah, I've been trying to to improve myself as a leader and and as a friend, as a husband, as a father, and just mm-hmm. all those categories in my life to to try to help grow and develop in positive ways, I think. And um, that's at least where my focus has been lately and, and, and that self-growth and that, that, that personal healing journey for sure. Okay. Very cool. Now, what, what in your life was the trigger for you to start that journey? Was there a particular moment or was it just kind of like a culmination of things? Yeah, for sure. Um, there was a particular moment that I would call, um, I think some people call it a dark night of the soul. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, um, the shadow self or like, yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, so maybe I'll take a step back further, um, from that and just say, like, I won't go all the way into my childhood, but like for the last 20 years, I have had extreme anxiety mm. and wasn't even aware of it. And I had like difficulty swallowing and difficulty, um, you know, there's a huge social anxiety there Mm -hmm. and, um, just normal, um, anxiety. So I, I carried that a lot and, and and that anxiety and all that stress and, um, putting yourself in environments where your environment has a big effect too, if you're constantly working and overworking and trying to fill other people's cup, do other things for that boss or, or do other things for other people without ever actually taking care of yourself. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna run out. You're gonna run out of gas. You're gonna lose your steam. Yep, for sure. And then, uh, so yeah, that dark night of the soul was definitely a point for me, um, where my body was just trying to communicate to me that, you know what, 
there's enough here. You're there's something going on. You need to you need to stop. And it it's extreme emotional uh, uh, journey. And a lot of times we're we're like taught to uh, ignore certain emotions, our difficult emotions that we have, or or like uh, sad or anger. You're not supposed to experience those, but but having certain emotions is is being human. Telling mm-hmm. yourself not to have Absolutely. those is like asking the wind not to blow. Yeah. And I wasn't That's aware of that. So um, I would honestly, I would like beat myself up a lot. And uh, uh, that that point came pretty hard when I was like realizing, I was like, okay, I got, there's anxiety here. I'm reacting to everything. Um, I need to uh, try and take a step back. And it's hard to see when you're in that. It's like you're you're being bounced around like like a racquetball all over the place or like you're in a blender and getting spun around and you can't you're just reacting to your environment and and you're not taking time to to center yourself well and done. and look at look at okay what's what's the cause of all this stuff cuz i do believe there's a relationship to our environment and to how we treat ourselves and and i was just ignoring all that and of course i was trying to cover it up with alcohol mm. porn uh video games just uh, forms of addiction forms yeah yeah or in a way dis- yep addiction and distraction. distraction yep distraction. and even the self-growth category i'm realizing can be an addiction or a distraction yes. so i'm like, anything in excess truly yeah yeah so i think uh i'm trying to just i think it's that awareness and I know I haven't really totally answered the question yet because that's it's a difficult subject for me. But that that tipping point that came, I basically in all like definition have had lost my mind. It was like mm. a, a psychosis, and it was like uh, I I had become the bad guy. I was afraid um, to be around my family, and I was uh, I remember being on the couch. I constantly had. Uh, I couldn't even move or feel like I could breathe because I had adrenaline pumping through my body constantly and cortisol and stress. Oh, it's terrible. And it was like I was stuck and I, you know, I didn't know how to be there for my kids. And I'm like, how can I teach them how to control their emotions or how to, how to live this life? And how can I con- control everything that's going on with all this COVID or, or whether it's work or whether it's, handling difficult people or all these challenges that get thrown at us that that a lot of people act like are so easy they're not they're actually skills that take time to develop and and, mm-hmm. and learn and and I just thought I should know it I kept ignoring it and I constantly had uh, my forearms and my and my hands were always aching and same thing with my feet cuz I was holding everything so tight in my body and uh, and that it's just, you know, we're kind of taught to ignore it and distract yourself. Think right. of something else. But sometimes your body's fighting so hard. It's like, no, stop ignoring this. Come listen to me. And you did finally realize it had taken a physical manifestation. It had taken such, I didn't have no other choice but to look at it. It was mm-hmm. either the point where I was going to, um, or I just look at myself. I was like, I got to get out of here because I'm no good for my family. Mm-hmm. Or I got to grow and I got to, and each new challenge is an opportunity for growth. Yes. We can either, you know, sit there and, and 
come up with all the reasons why, oh man, I can't do this. Uh, you know, it's just too tough. Or you can go like, okay, I messed up. I can either beat myself up or I can figure out what can I learn from that, that mistake? What can mm -hmm. I, now here's a great opportunity for growth. Cause when you're broken is I think when you're most fertile for change and, and I didn't realize any of this, none of this came to me. Um, it wasn't just like all, all of a sudden I had this mental breakdown and oh, there's the light. It was like months of fighting this mental breakdown and trying That's to That's an like, important thing to note. Yeah. It's not something that you just, <laughs> you wake up the next day and you're like, all no. right, here I go. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's, it's a process. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I think I was trying to fight it myself for so long that I finally met a mentor of mine and I was struggling at this point. I was like at war with my mind and, and the room was physically spinning. So it wasn't mm -hmm. good. I'm like in a social situation hanging out and the room's physically spinning and I can't stop crying, trying to talk to him. And uh, uh, he actually used something that was, uh, I don't know if he knows the science behind it, but it's mirror neurons. It was kind of like, uh, he's like, Travis, he's like, he's like, look at my hands. He's like, they're totally calm. He's like, listen to my voice. I'm totally calm. He's like, look at my shoulders. He's like, now look at my eyes. He's like, you have the mental fortitude to do this. You have the mental fortitude to figure out whatever's going on. And he even said, look at my eyes. And I still looked away. I was so used to not making eye contact. Mm -hmm. and he's like, Travis, it's look at my thing. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you know, and that's, it's difficult to talk about because it was a difficult situation for me that, that, that moment for sure but it's like he helped reach out a hand and pull me bring out. you center yeah and I still wasn't center at that point but it, him just believing in me just gave me enough strength to put out my mental arms and try and slow mm -hmm. the spinning and slow the walls from from slowing from going out of control and like okay there's a problem here I need to take a breath and you take it one step at a time and really slow and for and for me at that point it was very very uh simple very it was like three steps i would go i got a journal and i would write three things to do for that day and it would be like simple it'd be like make tea do yoga because i wanted to do something that involved mm -hmm. movement and tell my family i loved them just to make it me feel better like i was getting stuff done off my list okay and that's like, that's honestly where I started at. That was a... Would you say that's the number one thing that was able to kind of propel you and gain that momentum towards improving? Yes. Would it be the journaling? I think the journaling definitely okay. helps because whether it's something you're having problem with or, or something that you want to do, help putting pen to paper helps your mind with uh, solidifying it and making it become a reality or Absolutely. or help getting rid of it for sure so i think and your brain does need a little bit of organization too so yeah but just on that that journaling part you know if you're if you're spinning so out of control it maybe might help out with being a a breaks to help your mind from spinning out of control and there is a a science behind that too um like that's what helps out a lot too and this was further down my healing journey so it might be too far but it's i think it's important to talk about it is that there are multiple parts to our brain mm. and um 
so sometimes you can feel like different people sometimes you know and that's okay um, there's miles and miles of of books written on mental illness but there's nothing written on what mental health looks like and what mental wealth looks like mm, and I, it's true. a balance of staying in between those two and so the organization your left brain it, it loves linear it loves letters it loves uh, that all those words start with the letter L it likes putting things in order and and um, it can get really strict and rigid too but then your right brain is responsible for like emotions and creativity and creativity right? body sensations things that you feel in your body and so <clears throat> if you go too far right brain you can sit there and I think that's what I was probably having or experiencing I was just bouncing between the two it's like a racquetball yes. and it's like the the right side you can be drench people in emotional floods and just like emotionally dumping on people like this happens to me because of this this happened oh this person did this and you're actually not doing yourself any good by complaining about that and and talking you know and we're we're unaware that we're even doing that it's like almost automatic so mm -hmm. it's okay we can forgive ourselves but that's how the right brain kind of operates is in that emotional flood or 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 extreme uh, uh, like um, extreme chaos I would say and then your left brain is like responsible for order um, but then it can also be bad in the fact that like oh no this happened to me before and I'm not going to um, allow that to happen again you get extreme rigidity mm -hmm. um, so it's a balance between the two of questioning your thoughts like oh and sometimes storytelling helps out a lot to make sense of of why something happened to you and now when you say storytelling are you talking about in journaling or in speaking it out both yeah okay I think both like this podcast is healthy or, or like like the journaling and like trying to understand yourself and why you behave certain ways like when I had that mental break um, I was still the rooms were spinning I was physically exhausted my nervous system was going haywire I was just still stuck in fight or flight I my sleep was bad I would wake up in the middle of the night just have a bad thought and constant just adrenaline dump I could feel it flowing to my entire body and it was not fun um, but uh, if you can like I remember when I was not feel, I was still experiencing that and I was okay some work needs to be done here and I remember uh, a buddy of mine sent me Jordan Peterson, the first episode of his. He's fantastic. Yeah, and he talked about, you know, he's talking about, you know, we need our thinkers. You know, we need, we need the people who can think. It's like thinking is not a bad thing, mm -hmm. and we're all very capable of thinking irrational thoughts, and or else we're very capable of thinking really good, happy thoughts too. Um, but he said something that was uh, hit me pretty good. He's like back to that yin and yang he's like in the darkness that's where you can find the light and that kind of gave me motivation to like okay i'm gonna put pen to paper here and start untangling my own yes. story every hero needs a villain yeah you, and, you can't like you said can't know your light without your dark you can't yeah no it's a balance between the two and and realizing that there is good in all of us and there is bad in all of us and i think think that that there's a third thing there I'm kind of getting off track here but it's kind of it's okay no uh, you're telling the story because uh, I think there's an awareness 
to us. And, th and that third thing is you. Mm -hmm. When you become aware, something starts to change. There is aware of your thoughts that you're thinking, aware of... An observer, or yeah. the observer. Yep, yep. Totally There's says. always a push and a pull, a positive and a negative. And it's not necessarily good or bad. Sure, yeah, there's there's a balance. There's a, a good and a bad, or we label it as good and bad. And so rather than accepting, like, like the moment is what it is and mm -hmm. being the neutral observer to that. Yes. That, and accepting all of us for who we are and our, our emotions, our, our thoughts, you know, our feelings, the, you know, we all look back at ourselves and beat ourselves up for things that we do, but they're all learning opportunities. And, and, you know, this is the one life that we have and we get to, that's the challenge. That's the, that's the beauty is learning from our mistakes. And then in society, we're taught so much not to fail that failure is a bad thing, but that's only way you can get to success. If you're not failing, right. then you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You're, you're just, you're just kind of sitting there cause you're in that rigidity mindset. You're like, okay, I don't want to go out and fail. I'm just going to stay here where it's safe. But sometimes you can push the envelope and in the very, very start of that healing journey, it needs to be very small. And I think you need to be very kind to yourself and practice a lot of patience and grace yes. and, and find out you know what is success to you what is healing to you because it doesn't matter what it is to anyone else and and everyone's story is different everyone's perspective is different and that's okay it's really about what it means to you and just <clears throat> back to that where i was starting to jordan peterson where he said that in the darkness that's where you can find the light and I was really still struggling mentally there. That's where I started really trying to pull back the layers of mm -hmm. what was going on. I started journaling about, okay, what's been going on here? I've been blaming COVID for my problems. I've been blaming, you know, things on my parents. I've been blaming things on my, my kids. I've been blaming my wife. When really maybe I need to look in the mirror and see mm -hmm. what's going on with me. It's like, okay, so I can... There's external situations that I can't control. The only thing I can't control is myself. So then I even journaling further, I was trying to understand, because I was really struggling with fear, what I was having, and then it was coming out in anger. I was like, man, why am I so angry all the time? And, and f what I figured out, what I started journaling about is fear and anger are like brother and sister. You start working on one, the other one's gonna get going. So is the other one. And the more than further along my healing journey, I started reading about the mind and we have this thing called the amygdala, which is responsible for extreme emotions like fear and anger. And so it's like, it is, comes from the same spot in the brain. So it actually, when it takes over, it disconnects your, your thinking brain. So back where I was saying about, we have a left brain and a right brain, and those are higher functioning brains. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, and it's not even fully developed until we're 25. Um, and we still can actually change it. So if it. you're 25 and up, you have zero excuses Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> I'm just well, some, yeah, some people, it takes a while for it to come back, and it's something that you got, if you don't use it, you lose it. But then we also have a primitive brain below that's, like, responsible for breathing. You don't have to think about breathing, and it's responsible for um, our automated, our RAS, um, when we have, like, a baseball's coming at you, and you got to catch it really quick. You don't even need to mm -hmm. think about it. You know, it happens, but... When we try to make that be, like we're trying to uh, uh, catch everything before it happens instead of letting it do its job, 
and we're trying to think from that area of our mind, you know, you're constantly in that fear. And that's what has been going on a lot lately within the world. They're, they're putting the fear on us and cause that sells, unfortunately, and, mm -hmm. and the shame and the guilt. And that's keeps you down in that lower thinking brain and you're not using your, your higher functioning brain. So it's, it's integrating, you integrate, integrate your left brain with your right brain and you integrate your downstairs brain with your upstairs brain and and working that together is is a whole it's almost like the like the yin and the yang and it, it you know one can't survive without the other i think so being this introspective and on a regular basis yeah. and it sounds like you've really gotten good at being the observer what yeah. were like two or three things that really kept you able to be introspective without losing your head or falling back into any of your old habits i still do it i still fall we're back human. in my head we're human yeah. but what are yeah. what are a couple of the yeah. things that you really draw strength from i think it's just constantly that writing down when i was really scared and nervous even if i didn't believe it i wrote down to love myself mm. to trust myself and believe in myself and that power of belief is even if you don't believe in yourself, you can start to write it down on paper. The affirmations. It will help out. And then also being patient and kind to myself. And so when I do get off track and I start not being the observer and I get in that space where I'm really reactive and mm -hmm. I, I start to look, okay, be patient with myself. There's a little bit of space there before I react. And you can start to notice it. When you start to notice it, you can take a breath and then you can take another breath and you can start to turn that little space into a bigger gap and then next you can turn it into a bigger gap and that's the same thing with with uh being the observer and and it's it's the difference of responding versus reacting yes so when you react to everything you're in that hyper vigilant state and you're you're unaware you're on autopilot but responding you're taking a couple breaths. You're you're learning to tune into your environment, tune into why you're feeling a certain way. And I also like to, so I would say, for it was two two things, right? Yes. So I think the it's the patience and basically the affirmations with yourself, being patient and kind to yourself. And you saying, can add a third if you want. Well, saying yeah, saying I think that's one. Just saying the kind words to yourself, because. Because we're all too often, you know, we're so nice to our friends. We treat them with respect, but we're so hard on ourselves. If you can, speak to yourself like you would a kind friend and say, you know what, it's okay. I know you're having a hard time with this, but you're going to figure it out. So I'd say number one is, is be kind to yourself and patient. Um, yeah, I think uh, number two is noticing what I'm doing uh, that's making me feel in that reactive state. A lot of times... I'm not even aware I start when I'm getting mad at my kids or it's because I'm sitting there looking on my phone and I'm scrolling through social media. I'm literally training my mind to jump from thought to thought to thought to thought. Mm, that's important. That monkey mind or, or something that's unhealthy. It's disconnecting me from the present moment. What's going on right yes, here? I'm talking point. to another, mm -hmm. another soul. Another, I'm talking to Sarah and, and you guys here and, because you because we have these our minds are so great because they can plan in the future <clears throat> and help us create things and it can also help us learn from the past and and learn to stay away from certain things but when we get stuck in those either one of those 
we're not in that present moment and that that technology or or the things that you're doing helps train that mind to be away from that present moment or it's it's another distraction and then then you're not prepared um to go with the flow of real life of of here of what's really happening so i try to so number two i would say is try be to look at what your you're yeah be aware of what you're doing okay. yeah yeah and, and how how it affects uh, uh the people around you because even sometimes the best intentions you know can can be the path to hell the path to hell is paved with good intentions so if you're if you're uh doing something even if you think it's going to be good you know or this is a good mental distraction for me right now while i take a break but but really it's causing your you to have worse symptoms or react worse you know i, I would just say be aware of your actions and 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 how can you implement a better action you know and sometimes just i will add a third i say just ask yourself better questions because hmm. sometimes you say oh man why am i doing that again why am I on Be very this? self-aware. Yeah. Why am I, why am I going down these same behaviors? Okay. I caught it. Now, how might I pivot here? How might I adjust to a different route that's going to, to make it, and maybe it doesn't work out and that's okay. Then you try another one and that's the practice. It's just the fact that you're having that conversation with yourself. Yeah. And yeah. you're being kind on yourself and, and yeah. you're having a lesson. Yeah. From whatever the situation it was that you encountered. Yeah, and I, I think that's something that that we all need help with is because we're walking, talking storybooks. We're sitting there all day talking in our mind. You can be kind to yourself mm -hmm. a little bit. And and I'm not immune to this by any means with all the self-growth I've been trying to do. And I've been, I feel like I've propelled myself like before when I started I felt like I was running and I was afraid of falling, um, but that's okay. You are going to fall, and then you get back up. It's about it doesn't Amen. matter if you get up. It's not about how hard you get, get knocked down. It's about <laughs> how hard you get back up yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, yeah, being okay with failure. What what made you okay with failing? Uh, Failing forward, as Denzel Washington likes to call it. Is it nice? Yeah, he's pretty smart. Uh, I think I'm still subconsciously I struggle with it, so mm. I'm still trying to just be kind and and that internal dialogue. And because like I'm have that right now with my business, I'm wondering if it's gonna fail or not. But then I try and be kind to myself and be like, you know what, trap. That's okay. That's part of the learning process yes. of getting to that success or what if I'm going to fail my kids? What if I'm going to fail? You know, I could do all this personal growth stuff and, and still something happens to me or Jen or, or I get hit by a car or, or all this stuff. But, but worrying about all that stuff, you know, is like, uh, not going to do you any good. It takes you away from that present right. moment. What's still. the point? Yeah. Yeah. You can be aware of it, but, and try and plan the best you can. But, um, that's part of the beauty is the journey of, of getting there. It's not, you look at a hill and it's like, Oh God, that hill's too, too crazy to climb. I'm not going to climb it. But if you can look at just, okay, there's a little ledge, I can get to that ledge. And then that's the, that's the whole journey. It's, you think you're yes, going to get to the journey this. of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yeah. You think you're going to get to the top of this hill and all of a sudden you're going to be in this great grand place. 
but it's a constant it's a you're going to constantly be climbing and, mm -hmm. and trying to and going down and climbing up and and it's that steady pace of enjoying where you're at in the moment or accepting where you're at in the moment yes being present yeah. and content in being present yeah for sure and so i can't tell you the future if i'm gonna fail or not and so i don't i still have that that doubt in my mind but i still mm -hmm. try and breathe that again it's back to that awareness that it's okay and telling myself that it's okay to fail and okay how fast can i get back on track yeah how fast can, i failed i did this i'm not gonna beat myself up i could have done this could have done that should have done this nope i'm gonna okay now i'm gonna recognize what happened maybe sometime even write it down here's what i did here's what i could have done differently and I'm going to start applying that to my life. I like that. I think that that's really solid advice, actually. That goes back to your storytelling. Yeah. Kind of full circle. Yeah. That's a really great piece of advice. I think it helped out, too. Mm -hmm. cause... And okay. I, it's a connection, for sure. I could go on and on about this I topic. I know. But... <laughs> I actually wanted to ask you, what, a, what are some books you yeah. would recommend? What are you currently reading or listening to? Yeah. Do you listen to audiobooks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you prefer to read or both? A little bit of both. Both. Um, I didn't. The again early on the healing journey. I my mind was too, too bouncy to read. Right. I couldn't even read, so I started on audiobooks and, <clears throat> you know, something that's engaging. And once you listen to the audiobooks, you can actually start. Because I was never a strong reader, but with audiobooks you can play it at the same time and watch it and, go with the yes. audiobook and read along. And it's okay. Okay, well, I'm going to set my alarm on my phone. And every time that alarm goes off, I'm going to read for 10 minutes. And that's all you're doing is reading for 10 minutes. If you read for, so say you do that three times a day, 30 minutes a day, um, you could read 18 200-page books in a year. You th oh, you're gonna the have amount of self-educating you can self -growth do growth from unreal. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, oh, man, I can never read that book. I can't read, but... If, that's okay if you just start slow. Even if you don't know how to pronounce words or how to read certain words, you got to start somewhere. That's the nice thing about Audible, too, is yeah. that you can just listen to the exactly. words being pronounced. I've not yeah. heard that before. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, like our society or our parents, whatever you want to say, and our parents learned it from their society or their parents, think that you should automatically know or should automatically be good at something. But you shouldn't it actually takes time and so if you can be kind to yourself even with the reading and like if you don't do it on a regular basis it's going to be difficult at first mm -hmm. and that's okay and the audiobooks help out and just start slowly and getting curious and stay open and curious i, I don't like that expression curiosity killed the cat i think that's just a but the cats have nine lives. Yeah, that's right. The so, cats you know what? They lives. come right back. Yeah. They come <laughs> or, right back. I think it's a form of control because that's where learning and growth and development come from is curiosity, wonderment, and play. And I think uh, so even as adults, it's important to find that. that stay so open tell me your curious. top books. Yeah, um, for sure. I love uh, Miracle Mornings for Couples. Help me out Miracle for sure. Mornings. Okay. Yep. yep. Miracle are. Mornings for Couples. Yep. That was a great one. And then um, Whole Brain Child, 12 Revolutionary Strategies for Raising Your Kid. Um, but it's Dr. Dan Seagal, um, he has, um, I know, multiple other books. He talks about Mindsight, and he's the one um, 
him and there's another co-author on that one, Tina. Um, but he's the one that talks about your left brain and your right brain oh, okay. and how to integrate it, how to integrate your staircase on the the higher function parts of your brain and the lower parts. And he has other books out there that I haven't read, like Mindsight. And, um, Mindsight? Yeah, okay. yeah. He talks about that. And so I would definitely say that, even though it was a parenting book, it helped me out. And I was like, good God, I don't know how to do this stuff for myself. Could like, you repeat that author for me, Travis? Yeah, Daniel Seagal. Daniel Seagal. Yeah, okay. I think. I like to say things yeah. like 10 times yeah. just to make sure we have it. Yeah. And I, know I could be mispronouncing his last name, but um, 12, uh, The Whole Brain Child. And then uh, definitely Miracle Mornings for Couples. Was, I would say those are two good start. And there's, okay. there's more for sure. Um, but it's usually kind of nice to start kind of small, uh, holistic those, psychologist. Those steps. Oh, yes, yeah. the holistic psychologist. How to do the work. Um, mm -hmm. She was really good, but I had read the other two books before. Okay. And I definitely think think the order that you read and, and your perception have a big effect on on, mm -hmm. on how you perceive, you know, your growth journey for sure. So um, I would say just start small. And even if you don't have books, it was, I honestly was like, okay, I'm going to take 100% accountability for my emotional intelligence. So I would set my alarm three times a day on my phone and I would spend 10 minutes looking up an emotional intelligence category whatever that was. And emotional intelligence isn't, you know, not having emotions. It's, right. it's like body language. It's people's learning how to read body language. It's empathy. It's yes. listening skills. And again, it goes back to that self-awareness thing. Yeah. It's been, it's present moment awareness. Mm -hmm. It's motivation. Yeah, for sure. And I think so, even if with today's technology, if you don't have a book, you know, you can, you can use your phone to distract yourself with social media, or you can use it to research educational stuff and feed your mind healthy, yes. healthy things. Because all too often we don't. We feed it fear, or we feed it because it's addicting, and it's it's important to feed it some good things that that help it grow for sure. Kyle had mentioned something you were really into neuroplasticity, or articles, or the subject of neuroplasticity. Yep. Yep. So. Something came out recently that's shaken the foundations of, of science. And, and probably, I think, the last 10 years, they used to think when you're 25, you know, because you're growing your, your upper parts of your brain, once you hit that, you know, that's who you are. That's your personality. But uh, they recently discovered that, that your brain, that you're not held captive to, to certain whatever you want to label it as mental health disorders or as... as uh, personality traits or you can change that your brain can be rewired and it's 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 a plastic it can be molded and it can be shaped so you can start to choose how you want to shape it and that's what they call neuroplasticity interesting yeah and that's that's something a new concept that that's mm -hmm. been discovered and it's and it's really cool and there's there's ways to do it you can do it with quantitative eeg and it actually is electro feedback um I was curious about it. I wanted to try it. They've got like a six month waiting list and I highly, I want, it's not something I would recommend doing with someone that's just started it, you know, a couple of years. I would recommend someone that has 10 years of experience because, you know, they're kind of messing with, with your, your mind there. And, it, right. and it's like, you know, you take in, um, 
x-ray or you take a, a cat scan you know doctors look at your heart to see what's wrong you know or they but nobody ever they try and diagnose you without actually looking at your brain this is a way of looking at your brain the quantitative eeg where it can map it out and see what parts are firing so they can be like someone who's been good at it has been doing it for 10 years can be like oh you have adhd or you have have a form of autism or you have this based on the parts that are firing mm -hmm. and let's let's try and exercise out the other parts and get your whole brain working that's insane yeah so i think back to the dr uh daniel's book the whole brain child i think that's that neuroplasticity that if we don't even have access to that quantitative eeg we can daily start doing positive things mm -hmm. to change and the shape the power our of mind. the mind. You yeah. you have full control when you really truly want yeah. it. Yeah, and then Zach Bush, who I'm also super into, he's doesn't really like technology, but he's uh, says you can also reshape it in nature. That nature has a I'm a believer in that. You know, kind of going out and walking barefoot, spending time with Isn't animals. Isn't that the best? And That's yeah fuel or fuel and food for the soul yeah exactly I think, and I being think in nature a lot of times we'd end up not feeling good because we're cooped up inside these houses and and our bodies actually made you know three hundred thousand years of of evolution we've been out enduring the environment mm -hmm. you know and just within the last you know few hundred years um we've started to come indoors completely I mean, we've always had shelter, but we spend most of our time indoors, and we're not out on the farm working. We're on the computer, right? And Especially during these winter months now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not this. Our body's not made for that, and and for me, from my side of business of lighting design, I I see it in the lighting design. I have all this electric. <laughs> Do you see a problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those who can't see, Can but no, mention? it's it's actually it's great because I think my position is electric light is is actually not a suitable replacement for daylight i think you need daylight you need to mm -hmm. get out and and Nature. really the the electrical light was invented 150 years ago and then we have all these screens and tvs in front of our face and we're wondering why we're not getting sleep because we're staying up late we actually have photoreceptors within our eye um, that actually tell us when to start producing melatonin after you're sitting there watching the screen at night way after the sun goes down and then you can't sleep and you're wondering why you can't sleep that plays a massive part in that and there's neuroscientists that study this they're way smarter than me and they're like diving into all these categories about it and and it's just it's not just that night it's also a benefit it also affects you the next night after a little bit too mm -hmm. and it starts to so it's it's, it's what a can you do to thing. kind yeah. of prevent what do you do to prevent yeah so when thing? i turn on uh or when I wake up in the morning, I try not to check my phone, social mm -hmm. media. Don't grab I don't. The first if I have my TV on, it's because I'm doing a workout, something good for me, uh, mm -hmm. on YouTube. And I try. Same thing with my kids. Is I'm not starting the day with a phone in front of their face or a TV. Or in the evening, I'm shutting off, off the TV and I'm shutting off the dimming down the lights. Because really, we used to all go to bed whenever the sun went down and we'd get up at four. That's our body's natural it's regulation, natural circadian rhythm mm -hmm. for sure. And I think uh, uh, electric light will never replace the benefits of daylight. But that doesn't mean we can't have still great lighting and lighting interior lighting design when we when we do it inside our building. But just be mentally aware that that it is good to step outside and and 
and I want to look at starting to develop some things to help start getting daylight into people's Travis houses. is really good at this. Sorry, Travis, yeah. not yeah. to interrupt, but I wanted to interject because you actually work with lighting. So you actually can talk about this Yeah. from that perspective. Yeah. Yes, you should. What is your business, Travis, for people yeah, who are interested in lighting? Yeah, it's uh, TK Lighting Design, and uh, uh, you can check Do you have it a out. Website? Yeah, com or, uh, you know, it's on Instagram. It's at TK Lighting Design. So, awesome, and we'll yeah. post the link. Yeah, that's super cool. And yeah, I just think beyond just even the lighting, there's so much health benefits of, of nature and natural stuff I think that are also good for your mind and your body it is. And, a, and it's a balance I know we talked a lot about the mind um, but it's definitely I think your body mind and soul all yes body care. mind and spirit that is the whole premise of yeah. begotten beauty yeah for sure is to bring to the surface things that exalt the mind the body and the spirit and I think we've done that today Travis you've given us a lot of really important information yeah. Is that a fit? Oh, an apple. Yeah. Okay. Can't be having that on here now. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think that I I wouldn't pick your brain more, but we have a time limit. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much again for being on the show. I really appreciate it, Travis. Yeah. Not a problem. All right, all you beautiful people. We'll be back for the next one. All right. We're out. <laughs>